0: Welcome to Creative BioLabs. We provide reliable oncolytic virus therapy development services for clients globally. Our service covers all aspects from virus engineering, cell biology, to animal testing. We have archived professional academic reports and the latest scientific progress on oncolytic virus therapy by making it into a podcast column you can subscribe us to follow the latest updates on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
1: In the first part of this program, Jensen told us about the advantages and some of the existing problems associated with using the measles virus to treat cancer. Today in the second part of the program on the immunomodulation in oncolytic measles virotherapy, we will continue to learn more about the measles virus. Thanks for being here with us again, Jensen.
0: Good evening, everyone. Thank you for your invitation. Glad to be here again. Last time we talked about cancer patients' antiviral immune function can be inhibited by cyclophosphamide. Today I want to share with you more strategies for increasing the tumorigenicity of the measles virus. We can start with the method of shielding virus particles to avoid being detected by the immune system.
1: Does this method have any advantages over immunosuppression?
0: Screening virus particles can make the virus escape the monitoring of the immune system. The body doesn't even notice the virus. Therefore, to be clear, this does not change the patient's physiological condition.
1: So how can we shield the virus particles?
0: The general strategy is to use cells infected with the cytolytic measles virus. It is speculated that in blood circulation, the infected vector cells are more difficult to be neutralized by antibodies than bare virus particles. After carrier cells reach the tumor site, the virus is transmitted to the tumor cells and other cells in the tumor microenvironment through the cells. This way, the virus can escape immune monitoring and reach the tumor growth site effectively and steadily.
1: I imagine that not every type of cell can do this job. Any specifications on selecting the cells and why?
0: Right. We generally choose myeloma cells, T cells, monocytes, mesenchymal stem cells, and endothelial cells as carriers. Some factors must be considered when selecting the right carrier cells. You know, the sensitivity of different cell types to measles virus is different, And the number of virus offspring released is also different. Some types of cells may mediate the direct transport of oncolytic virus to specific tissues or tumor sites. For example, myeloma cells are located in the bone marrow, and mesenchymal stem cells migrate to the tumor site because they are part of the local stroma.
1: I see. So, the therapeutic effect of virotherapy really depends on the cells. Choosing the right type of cell is very important. But there must be other ways to transport the virus particles, is there?
0: Yes. In addition to using cells, virus particles can be covered and delivered via polymers that are known to reduce immunogenicity. At present, some researchers have reported that the measles virus has been successfully coated with ionic polymer. When these encapsulated oncolytic viruses were injected into tumor xenografts of immunized mice, they showed stronger potency than naked viruses. However, whether these polymer-coated viruses are more resistant than naked viruses in systemic use still needs to be tested.
1: I remember we talked about immune-mediated virus clearance last time. Besides using cells and polymer coatings, are there any other ways to overcome this problem?
0: There is also a less commonly used strategy, changing the virus antigen protein to escape antibody recognition. The main principle is to replace some proteins of the measles virus with some virus proteins that are not pathogenic to humans. However, this method has serious problems. Because the mutant virus cannot be recognized by the antibody, safety cannot be guaranteed.
1: Looking at it from another perspective, can we enhance the ability of the virus so that it will not be cleared by the immune system?
0: Yes, this is a great way of thinking. One of the main defense mechanisms against RNA viruses including the measles virus is to induce type I interferon response in infected cells. Many RNA viruses have evolved evasive mechanisms against host IFN response. For measles virus, the gene products encoded by the P gene, namely V and C proteins, are used as type I interferon response inhibitors.
1: It is interesting to know that there are so many ways to fight the antiviral immune response. But other than fighting the antiviral immune response, is there a better method?
0: Antiviral immune response is not completely harmful to the body. It may be mediated by the recruitment of immune cells and reversal of immunosuppressive tumor microenvironment. In this case, the adaptive anti tumor immune response will be enhanced, which is conducive to anti tumor immunity. Therefore, enhancing anti tumor immunity may be a more feasible method than antivirus immunity.
1: I think we are really getting in depth knowledge on the oncolytic measles virotherapy here. Jensen, Could you elaborate more on this? Some of our audience might be confused.
0: Sure. Let me add the IFN-beta secretion here. This is one of the first reactions after a measles virus infection. After the IFN-beta secretion, a further antiviral immune response is initiated. IFN-beta is considered to have anti-proliferative and anti-angiogenic effects so it has long been considered for anti-tumor therapy, including cancer immunotherapy. Based on this, we tried to enhance the anti-tumor effect by increasing the expression of IFN-beta.
1: So, the additional expression of IFN-beta by the measles virus is beneficial to cancer treatment?
0: Results seen from experiments are much more complicated than we expected the increased expression of IFN-beta reduced the viral replication rate in the later stage of treatment. We can say that this cytokine plays a contradictory role in cancer treatment. On the one hand, interferon inhibits the spread of the measles virus, results in the weakening of the oncolytic effect. On the other hand, IFN-beta can induce acute inflammation and enhance the anti-tumor function of the immune system.
1: We cannot say the more the measles virus replicates, the better the therapeutic effect on the tumor?
0: You're right. Therefore, there are still some debates about how much viral replication is needed to achieve tumor control, and between direct virus-mediated tumor cell lysis or immune-mediated tumor cell killing, which one is more popular.
1: If IFN-beta can't achieve a good therapeutic effect, what about other cytokines?
0: We also focused on granulocyte macrophage colony stimulating factor. This cytokine mainly regulates monocytes, macrophages, and dendritic cells. Granulocyte macrophage colony stimulating factor acts directly on the innate immune system and stimulates the production and recruitment of granulocytes and monocytes in the bone marrow to inflammatory sites. In short, it can activate the innate immune response and by promoting the maturation of antigen-presenting cells, it connects innate and adaptive immunity.
1: You mean, granulocyte macrophage colony stimulating factor not only enhances anti-tumor immunity, but also activates many immune responses?
0: Yes. Based on the oncolytic function of many viruses, granulocyte macrophage colony stimulating factor has been encoded in oncolytic vectors to enhance the efficacy of tumor vaccines. In the measles virus granulocyte macrophage colony stimulating factor experiment, animals with complete regression of the primary tumor were immune to the secondary tumor. We think the tumors in these experimental animals have been well controlled.
1: Thank you very much again for sharing your knowledge. We are short on time today, so we will continue the topic again in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in.